Empowerment Inc. Radio, and this is Kidon Key Spirit Soul and Body Series. How are you? Hope you are doing great. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Be glad in it. We are on our topic: some instances of Moses and David forgiveness. 
last week I began with Joseph. So today we are going to start try to talk about some instances of Moses and David's forgiveness for whoever has uh, done something against them. So we will try and read some verses. The 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 first one I'm going to talk about is Moses' forgiveness of the Israelite. Moses forgave the Israelite. So we will read from uh, Exodus chapter 32 from verse 4 to 14. Hallelujah. Please join with me and let's begin. Father, we just want to thank you. This Today we bless you. We give you all that praises. We thank you, Lord, for you gave us life. We thank you for the the food. Thank you for the water. Thank you for the air you've given us today. We will continue to praise you. We continue to acknowledge you. Father, we commit this time to your hands, seated by you, and we are here waiting on you, and we are here believing you are here. The Spirit of God, you are here. And we tap into your anointing, we tap into your wisdom, we tap into your knowledge, and help us to grow in grace and knowledge, and knowing you, seeking you every day, because you say if we seek you with all our heart, we will find you. Teach us, O God, we are here, we are ready, and help us to do your will, and fulfill the purpose and destiny you have for us. In our life, in our name of Jesus, and may we not just exist for the existing sake and not doing what you brought us here on this world. For we are your workmanship, which you have brought in beforehand, that we should walk in it, in the purpose that you have given unto us. In our name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's a long read today. I hope you are ready. So we'll try and read some uh, some of these chapters. So in the Bible, we have to read. Hallelujah. So I'm going to read from uh, Exodus chapter 32. We'll read from verse 1. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us God that we should go before us, that should, that should go before us. For As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what he has become of him. Now let's go to 4. Verse 4. And he received the gold from their hand, and he fashioned it with an engraving tool, and made a molded calf. Then they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow, is a feast to the Lord. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offering, 
and brought peace offering. And the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Verse 7. And the Lord said to Moses, Go get down for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Then they, they, verse 8 said, they have turned aside quickly out of the way which I have commanded them. They have made themselves a modern calf and worshipped it and sacrificed it and said, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people, and indeed it's a stiff-necked people. And therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and I will make of you a great nation. Verse 11. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people? whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power with a mighty hand why should the Egyptians speak and say he brought them out to harm them to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth turn from your fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people verse 13 remember Abraham remember Abraham uh, Isaac and Israel, which, which um, <clears throat> remember, remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servant, to whom you swore by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your descendant as the stars of heaven, and all this land I have spoken of, I give to your descendant, and they shall inherit it for forever. So the Lord relented from the harm which he said he would do to the people. So we see here, Moses used three principal arguments. The first one was uh, the Lord delivered Israel from Egypt by God himself. And this was his work. So how could he now abandon them? So it's a good argument. And the second one was that the Egyptians will hear of this of this judgment and will believe that they had triumphed after all. How could he destroy them now? The, uh, uh, number three, the covenant had been established long before by divine oath. So how could he revoke this promise now? So we see clearly that uh, Moses' humility, his compassion for the Israelites, and his zeal for God's glory and honor was compounded with the fact that he forgave the people of Israel. He turned away. And Moses, and, and verse, verse 15 says, And Moses turned and went down from the mountain. And the two tablets of testimony were in his hands. So we see before this how he was uh, uh, speaking to the Lord to forgive. He was able to tell the Lord to forgive. And 
after he has uh, forgave the people, I mean the Israelites. They provoked the Lord, and he clearly saw it, and the Lord spoke to him that the people he has brought, he said, your people, for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves, and they have turned aside. They have made themselves a modern calf and worship it and sacrifice to it. So like all normal natural way we relate, we will always just say if we were just ordinary people, we could have just said, Yeah, it's true, they have corrupted themselves. Well, what can we do? Do you want me to uh, do this or do that? You are right. Okay. Um let me not argue. They are right. Let them be destroyed. They must pay for their punishment. You know, we turn away and side with the other person who is right and quickly make judgment to pass to the one who has wronged. But that was not the case with Moses. Pleaded with the Lord. Like I have said before, he gave three reasons to uh, for the Lord with the promise that he has planned to do. He promised that he will, he is going to bring them. <clears throat> he is the one who brought them from the from the the, the promised land. And why would he now destroy them for this kind of uh, behavior? So it, he asked him, as the Lord, to relent. <clears throat> And um, and according to the uh, according to the scripture, the Lord what relented. Hallelujah. So Exodus Exodus chapter thirty two, and we just uh, read. So let's first uh, let's uh, verse twelve. Okay, now the word wherefore should the should I'm reading it from the King James version. Okay, I'm reading from verse thirty two twelve. Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, for Mishis did he brought did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from the fierce wrath and relent. The, the word relent is a Hebrew word which means to, to pity, to console, to repent. So, you know, it's from to be sorry, to pity, to console, to have a pity, for example, compassion, or to have a comfort, or to repent. So that's what the what, the, what that is what word the Lord used for. I mean, David used for. I mean, uh, Moses used for uh, the Lord 
and and uh, and verse fourteen says, and the Lord re- relented, and the Lord re- 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 now the, in in the King James version, the scripture says, and the Lord repented. Which means the same, the same meaning as relent, to pity, to console, to uh, avenge, or to ease, to repent, to be sorry of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. Hallelujah. So we see an instance of Moses' forgiveness of the Israelites, <clears throat> and we thank God for that. So we are going to go to uh, uh, David. So we go to David. Go to First Samuel. First Samuel chapter twenty-four. First Samuel chapter twenty-four. A lot of reading. So I hope you are there already. So we see. Basically, from First Samuel 24, we see from verse 1 and 2 how David was hiding in the wilderness of En Gedi, and, and from uh, verse 3 to 7, David spared Saul's life in the cave. And uh, was, let's read. And from verse 8 to 15, David asserted his loyalty to Saul. And uh, Saul repented from uh, verse 15 to 22. And, uh, and we also see in, in, uh, in chapter 26, we also be reading some part of that as well. That will be the second. Uh, Second opportunity for David to kill Saul, and that is from verse five to ten. We also read that, and David takes Saul's spear, a water job, just to confirm the fact that I was there just on your side. These are your things. That is from verse eleven to twenty. Okay, and from verse twenty-five to twenty. 20, 20, 20, 21 to 25, Saul repent, and David seek asylum with the Philistines, so and so and so forth. Hallelujah. Now, let's go back to chapter 24 and try to read from verse 1 and see what the Lord has for us today. <clears throat> now, it happened when Saul had returned from following the Philistines that uh, it was told him, saying, Take note, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rock of the wild goat. Verse So he came to the sheepfold ship, by the road where there was a cave, and Saul went in to, to his knees. That is to uh, do whatever he wants to do, maybe to 
urinate or to pee or to poo or whatever we call it. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave that is on the other side. Then the men of David said to said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand. Deliver what? This is the day of the Lord, which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David rose. David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's rope. Verse 5. Then it happened after that, after that, David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's rope. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do these things to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. David also arose afterward, went out of the cave and called out to Saul, saying, My Lord the King. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed down. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Indeed, David, seek your arm. Look, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord deliver you today into my hand in the cave. And someone has urged me to kill you, but my eyes spare you. And I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, see, you, you, you see the corner of your robe in my hand, for in that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you. Know and see that there is neither evil nor rebellion in my hand, and I have not sinned against you. But yet you hurt my life to take it. Let the Lord let the Lord judge between you and me, and let the Lord avenge me on you. But my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancient says, wickedness proceed from the wicked, but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue? A dead dog? A flea? Therefore let the Lord be judged, and judge between you and me, and see and plead my case, and deliver me out of your hand. So it was when David so it was when David had finished speaking this word to Saul that Saul said, is this your voice, my son David? Saul lifted his voice and wept. Then he said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have rewarded me with good, whereas I have rewarded you with evil. Verse 18. And you have shown this day how you have dealt well with me. For when the Lord delivered me into your hand, he did not kill me. For, it were, for if a man find his enemy, will he let him bear away safely? Therefore, may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. And now I know indeed that you surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Therefore, swear now to me, my Lord, that you will not cut off 
my descendant after me, and that you will not destroy my name from my father's house. I just wanted to pause here. You can see how spoken was, uh, whatever we speak, you see how he he pronounced a kind of judgment upon himself. He said, therefore now, swear now to me, that is verse 31, by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendant after me, and that you will not destroy my name from my father's house. He said, every of his children, except Mephibosheth, was left. All others were killed. When you go to Second uh, uh, Samuel uh, verse, uh, chapter 9 from verse 1 to 13, you will see the, the compassion that David had on Mephibosheth, how he brought him back to where he was. He was in Lodeba. He brought him back to the king's table to eat with him every day on the king's till he died. He, because of Jonathan. Uh, Saul's son, he forgave the father, he forgave all that he did and, and had compassion on Mephibosheth. But all other things, all other of his children were cut off. The descendant were cut off. And his name were wiped out from his father's house. See, So we are back on the instances of uh, forgiveness and we are on David now we see here on, on verse 3 to 7 how David had clearly an opportunity to kill him you see so but he spared what his life he said Saul came to the sheep pen along the way you see and a, car, a cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, this is the day the Lord spake, spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hand for you to deal with, with as you wish. We have no record of such a prophecy prior to this day, though it was obviously known to David's men. So David's hand, uh, uh, people, David, David crept unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. See, and and if David had killed Saul in the, in the car, and he and his six hundred men would have had to face Saul's troop outside the cave, but this troop would have would have been uh, uh, no leader. You know, when you kill the leader, the 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 flock, they will all disappear. We see David forgiveness, and David could have gotten away with the killing of Saul and claiming the throne, but uh, he said no. He said no. He. Uh, uh, he said, I will not lift my hand against my master because he is the Lord's anointed. He is the Lord's anointed. He said, and he said, may the Lord judge between you and me and may the Lord avenge the wrong you have done to me, but my hand will not touch you. As the, as the old saying say, from evil doers come evil deeds. 
so my hand will not touch you. So he said, and, and may the Lord be our judge and decide between us. May he consider my cause and uphold it. May he vindicate me by delivering me from your hand. Because the Lord will avenge us. The Lord will do the avenging. So we will not go ahead and be uh, doing all sort of stuff, trying to um, avenge ourselves. Hallelujah. Now the next instance, which is the second one, that is chapter 26. My time is running out uh, quickly. Um, excuse me. 26, chapter 26. Now the, the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah, saying, Is David not hiding in the hill of Hachila opposite, opposite Sheshimon? I hope I pronounced that word. Then Saul arose and went down to wilderness of Ziph having 3,000 chosen men of Israel with him to seek David in the wilderness of Ziv. Can you imagine that? Having what? 3,000 men just to kill one person. To seek David in the wilderness of Ziv. And, and saw and come in the heat of Hachila, which is the opposite, which is opposite Yeshimon by the road. But David Stay in the wilderness, and he saw that Saul came after after him into the wilderness. David ever sent out spies, understood that Saul had indeed come. So David arose and came to the place where Saul had encamped, and David saw the place where Saul lay. And Abner, the son of Ner, the commander of his army, now Saul lay within the camp with, with the people and camp all around him. Then David answered and said to Ahimelech the Hittite and to Abishah the son of Zeruah, brother of Joe, saying, Who will go down with me to Saul in the camp? And Abishah said, I will go down with you. So David and Abishah came to the people by night, and there Saul lay sleeping within the camp with his spear stuck in the ground by his head. And Abner and the people lay all around him. Then Abishah said to David, God has delivered your enemy into your hand this day. Now, therefore, please let me strike him at once with the spear right to the earth, and I will not have to strike him a second time. Can you see that? So there was a great opportunity for uh, David and his men to just cut off his neck. It's a great opportunity. His uh, weapon is being removed. He's, uh, he's as deep asleep. And uh, it's a very great opportunity to, uh, to, uh, to kill him at this time again. But he will not... Uh, yeah. Uh, he will not allow his men to touch God's anointed. So, so Saul's spear was a symbol of his authority. So David once again refused to stretch out his hands against the Lord's anointed. He will not. 
he will not assassinate Israel's divinely appointed king. The Lord shall strike him. David knew that God will, re- will remove Saul from office according to his own perfect timing. So in his due time, the Lord will remove uh, um, Saul by himself, not me removing him, because he is the one who put him there. So verse 9, But David said to Abisha, Do not destroy him, for who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? David said, Furthermore, David said, Furthermore, as the Lord lives, the Lord shall strike him uh, on this day. Uh, 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 his day shall come to to die, or his day shall come to die, or he shall go out to battle and perish. And that is exactly what happened to him. The Lord forbid that I should stretch out his my hands against the Lord's anointed. But please take now the spear and the jug of water that are, that are in, that are by his head, and let us go. So David took the spear and the jug of water by Saul's head, and they got away. And no man saw or knew it or awoke, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen on him. Not, not even on Saul himself, on them. So they were all uh, fast asleep, deep, deep sleep. Then, then um, now David went out to the other side and stood on the top of the hill, afar off, a great distance being between them. And David called out to the people and to Abner, the son of Nun, saying, Do you not answer Abner? Then Abner answered and said, Who are you calling out to this king? Then David said to Abner, Are you not a man who is like you in Israel? Why then have you not guided your lord, the king? For one of the people came in to destroy your lord, the king. Verse 16. This thing that you have done is not good. As the Lord lives, you deserve to die because you have not guided your master, the Lord's anointed. And now see where the king's spear is and the jug of, the jug of water that was by his head. They have not actually the, um, a good uh, uh, protector. The, 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 the king was asleep, asleep. They were also asleep. And now see where the king's spear is and the, king, and the jug of water that was by, my, by his side, by his head. You see that? Verse 17. Then Saul knew David's voice and said, Is that your voice, my son David? And David said, Yeah. And it's an so we see, you see, uh, and verse 21, if you jump to verse 21, uh, it said, Then Saul said, I have seen, return my son my son David, for I will harm you no more, because my life was precious in your eyes. This day, indeed, I have played the fool and err exceedingly. Verse 22, And David answered and said, let one, of your, let one of your men come over and get it. But the Lord repay every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord deliver you into my hand today, but I will not stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. And indeed, as your life was valued much this day, in my eyes, 
So let my life be valued much in the eyes of the Lord, and let him deliver me out of all tribulation. Then Saul said to David, May you be blessed, my son David. You shall both do great things and also uh, still prevail. So David went on his way, and Saul returned to his place. Hallelujah. So we give God the glory, and I hope you have learned from today. I too have learned that we are God's anointing as we are today, because you are also anointed, just as we have been anointed. You know, today the, the Spirit of God dwells in you. The, more, the, the moment you are a believer, truly get born again, you and I, we have the anointing of the Lord dwelling in us. And First uh, John chapter 2 from verse, 26, from verse 26 says, These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. So you are God's anointed as well. You are a, uh, special. We are not just narrow person. We are supernatural person. We have the anointing on us. So the same anointing that has uh, uh, come upon us will teach you, will protect you, will guide you in all that you do, in your actions, in the way we relate to our friends, our brothers. So we just need to understand that uh, we just give it unto God and let him do the vindication. He will vindicate it for us, and he will do it better than we will do. Give God the glory. Give God the honor in the name of Jesus. So that's all we have for you today. And the Lord bless you and keep you in the name of Jesus and give us peace today. In the going out, in the coming in, the lying out, in the rising up, even in the dream, the Lord protect and guide us. No weapon form against us shall prosper. They will gather, but there is only need. And we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We thank you for the blood you shed on the cross in the name of Jesus. The blood protect us, guide us. The Lord be upon us. With the blood of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We give you all the praises and all the honor in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We give you all the praises in the name of Jesus. Amen.